Welcome to Following Jesus Together podcast. I'm Justin Elifros. Today I'm joined by Mark and Tori. Hey, as a way of introduction, I threw shade in an earlier episode at Starbucks and how their coffee is not awesome because it's burnt. Uh, what's your favorite <laughs> coffee shop, local coffee shop? Uh, I also threw shade at Starbucks um, because I would always pick uh, novel, I'd, soon to be trio. Already trio. Um, already trio. But I would pick I would pick novel coffee over basically anywhere else in DFW. Same, but in general, craft coffee, local coffee shops is just where I'm going to be. Yeah, like local shop local. Yep, that's great. Yeah, I'm with you. I think novel now trio is the best by far. Uh, anytime I go travel in anywhere, I'm always try, trying their local coffee shop, and it's always compared to novel. I love it. Uh, hey, today we're going to talk about group rhythms and why they're important. But even before we get into that, what do we mean when we talk about group rhythms? Why why is that even important in general? We're rhythmatic people, mm-hmm. so. Just like we breathe in and out oxygen, we breathe in and out rhythms of our life. So I would say that's why they're important because it's part of who we are designed to be. And our rhythms in life are influenced by what we believe in and what we value. Yeah. And I mean, we can't get away from rhythms. They're closely related to habits. I mean, we are we are always we are formed by the things that we do and we do things regularly, whether we know that or not. And we have certain reactions to things or um, and so so your group has a rhythm, whether it realizes it or not. And so we would just encourage our leaders to have the the lens and have the eyes to be proactive in thinking about, hey, how how are my people being formed? How how am I being formed by the natural rhythms that I've established in my life, by the rhythms that our group has together? And then getting ahead of that and saying, well, if I want to be formed in this certain way, then I need to establish this type of rhythm to to with that goal in mind. Yeah, that's really good. I think habit formation was a thing that came to my mind as well. Um, and uh, there's just something about, yes, doing it yourself, but then also doing it together. And I think there's something beautiful about that. And there has to be intentionality. If you're not thinking about even your calendar and what's on there as holidays, summer breaks, those things all get considered. So it's not even just rhythms of a Christian life, but also just rhythms of us as humans that you have to take in consideration. Justin, I want you to talk about in the Bible, what the Bible says about that, because as we all know, I tend to misquote scripture. And recently, not too far in the past, I misquoted Proverbs as Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Spider-Man. No, I love it. Yeah. So we've talked in in previous uh, episodes about John 13, John 17, Acts 2. And so if you need a primer on that, feel free to go back and listen to one. uh, I think that was episode one, uh, part one. But John 13, John 17, and Acts 2, uh, John 13, how will they know that you are my disciples? By how you love one another. Again, that connector statement, by this, by how. Uh, John 17, the unity of the Father, the unity of the body of Christ. By this, they will know that the Father sent the Son. Um, Acts 2, it talks about all the elements of what we call elements of a home group and elements of the body of Christ coming together. It's the apostles' teaching. It's the fellowship. It's the prayer. Um, in you know, confession, repentance, all those good things. And at the very end, it says, and the Lord added to their number day by day. And so what we really want to highlight here is that it's belonging and it's purpose, both belonging to one another, but then also having the purpose that the Lord has given to you and actually actively uh, walking those things out, that God has given each of us gifts and abilities and personality and everything. And what the scriptures would say is that we've been given gifts for the building up of the body. So the question would be, where do you use those gifts? Where are you using those gifts for the building up of the body? And at TVC, we would say that 
that's in a home group. You're doing that in a home group, both, you know, gospel in, gospel out. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and I just want to prime right here that in future episodes, we are planning on talking about the family discipleship rhythm. There's lots of different rhythms that we uh, would bring to the forefront because we're dealing with everyone. We're dealing with those that have littles and those that uh, have been in, in the church for 50 years and those that, and just everything in between. And there are seasons of the life of a group. And during a particular season, uh, it, it might be good just even to have a conversation with one of us or one of our mentors to just try to define like what type of season are, am I in? What type of season is our group in? And how do we best support uh, the group in that way within a rhythm? So we are going to talk about family discipleship rhythm at a later episode. But today we really wanted to talk about gather, include, bless. And as we think about home group ministry at TVC, we feel that if you focus too much on the belonging piece, focus too much on community and care. You'll crush your group. Like that's not what it means to follow Jesus. That's a part of what it means to follow Jesus. But if you focus too much on mission or purpose, you also crush your group. A lot of times what you do is you'll lock people out from actually being a part of what God is doing in it because they didn't fit your particular model or they didn't fit your particular personality or whatever it might be. The people of God in the scriptures have never done one or the other, they've done both. There's a gospel in, and a gospel out rhythm and a flow that we're trying to get after. And so we created this rhythm, gather, include, bless, to support this gospel in, gospel out reality uh, that we see in scripture and that we want to exhibit at TVC as a home group. And so gather, include, bless. Uh, Mark, let's talk about gather. What is gather and how many times a month do you do gather? Yeah, so when, we, when we're talking about gather, that is really most similarly to how you would just imagine your typical home group gathering. However, it's not limited to just, hey, we're, we're a home group, we study this, this is, you know, kind of the, the curriculum, whatever it may be, that it's not just limited to that, but the gathering is uh, a commitment to each other as your group, and and you're formed together as a community uh, in these times of, of gathering, right? It's an intentionality of saying, hey, these are the people that, that, we're, that are in this living room, um, and this is the, the time that we're opening up the word together we're sharing uh, the things that are going on in our week. And, and the actual application of the word then will naturally lead to the confession and repentance that's happening in those trusted relationships. So the consistency of meeting and gathering together leads to that that trust and, and leads to that intentionality to where confession and repentance is, is able to happen. And that's where transformation happens a, as well. And so um, when we talk about gathering, the, the kind of cadence that we would hope is happening is there is a regular rhythm. There's an expectation of, hey, we're going to be seeing each other. We're going to know what's happening in each other's lives. And we're going to be embodying the things that we see in Acts 2 of Bible, prayer, worship, fellowship, mission. And we're going to commit to, to being a group that um, values a certain thing or that obeys and, and follows Jesus together. And so as we gather, uh, we're going to be committed to each other as a community. And then you get to take those relationships, all that time you spent that sweet time and take that out into the community. And we would call that include. So include is really an opportunity for John 13, 34 to be lived out and on display so that the watching world, as Mark says often when we are meeting with people, they get to marvel and they get to witness what it's like to be welcomed into the family of God. You're inviting other people into being that witness. And so you also get to be a light. How we talk to one another, how we support one another, just in the ways that we treat each other, even what our groups look like. They should 
they shouldn't look exactly like us. It shouldn't be a copy paste of every single member. And we get to use that to show how anyone could be welcomed into the family of God. And then we also get to practice radical hospitality, which is if you go to the East, that's pretty intuitive. Over here in the West, it really does stick out when you just welcome people in and it's this context and opportunity to bring people into our homes and open our lives up to them. And then it's also a space for those on the fringe, maybe the unchurched or the people that were hurt by the church, just a place for them to feel welcomed and loved. Yeah, that's good. So as we talk about gather, include, bless, um, let's just talk about quickly like the ideal. So the ideal would kind of be a two, one, one method. So in a month, you're gathering twice. And then that third, so like first and third week, you'd be gathering. That second week, you would do include. And so really it's taking what you normally do in a gathering space and going to kind of a third place. And Tori, I'll, have, I'll ask you here in a second, kind of practically what that looks like. And then the last one we would talk about would be would be blessed. And that would be that fourth week. The point here is not, you have to do this every month or you failed. You have to do this every time or you're not being a home group or whatever it might be. But there's a sense that there's a rhythm and there's a space where, hey, actually this month, we're going to focus more on include or this month we're going to focus more on bless or whatever it might be. Because again, we are on mission in our communities together. That's the whole point. And so if there's a need in your community to be like, oh, well, we're supposed to gather tonight. Yeah. You know, like you, you listen to the Holy Spirit, you see the opportunities around you and you respond together. And something um, helpful that some group leaders have kind of come back to tell us after we've established these rhythms in this language is they've alternated. Like this month, we're going to really, the last week of the month, we're going to do a include. And the last week of the next month, we're going to do a bless. And even to free you up to think through that lens, it doesn't have to necessarily be every other week and you're making it overly complicated. It can be a very simple, practical yeah. tool. That's good. So we talked about twice gathering, right? And then that third one was include. Tori, Practically speaking, what would include look like? First, I kind of talked about this in an earlier episode, but creating margin for this, mm -hmm. being intentional to schedule these things, and they're open invitation spaces. It's places where you're, you know, you're gathering in a driveway or you're inviting neighbors over to have a cookout or you're meeting at a park and you're just inviting maybe someone that you've met through your school, but your core group, your biblical community is present. And so What's really sweet that I've experienced in my own life is when we've done those kinds of events, what's really, really fun is I'll meet a neighbor who has some quirky interest. And I'm like, oh, actually, my friend so-and-so, like, you should talk to them about that. And it's just getting to make those connections. And there's always a surprise of how did you know that about that person? And it's also utilizing those holidays and those natural breaks. So when the kids get out from school— invite neighbors over and it doesn't have to be anything complicated. Get out some water balloons or even the water hose. Like just getting outside in your driveway alone. It can be super simple. Third place, that's a term that I pulled from a pastorage I was at, but that's being consistent in a place that's not necessarily the church or even your home. So that, again, kind of that park or a coffee shop. I mentioned the local coffee shop thing. That's kind of where we park ourselves and it's being consistent there, being frequent enough there, and being known there. It's getting to know those that are there, too. So when you're at the park, it's, hey, I'm so-and-so. What's your name? And, oh, where do your kids go to school? And it's not just looking down. It's looking up and seeing who else is around you that you can bring in. 
Yeah. And you, you think about for include, you think about how will they know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't in your community loving one another, then they won't be able to see. No one can see if you're not exactly, out. Exactly. Yes. And so it's a gospel community that's following Jesus together. Like that's just the natural overflow of what that looks like and inviting people into those spaces and just trying to make connections with those that might believe, might not believe. Um, and I, I actually love that you just said, you said it's fun. I'm like, there's something about this that like, it is fun, you know, and I think sometimes yeah. when we get so stuck in the roteness of this is what we do and this is how we do it and there's beauty in that. So I don't want to disregard that, but there's a sense of like, no, it's actually really fun following the Lord together and that we get to do this together. It's just really cool. And I'm an extrovert, so I'm naturally going to think that's fun. My husband's more of an introvert <laughs> yeah, that's right. and he's even grown to really enjoy those spaces. Yeah. Um, and then I, I want to share real quick some some stories from our home groups, one in particular, they have a monthly Friday night movie night and it's on their calendar. It's consistent. Everyone in their group knows exactly what time, exactly what day. And it's a, it's just an open space. People, if they even meet someone at Starbucks, they'll invite them or someone they've sat next to at church that's not plugged into a community or even just, again, a parent that they know from their school who has young kids. And it's, again, just creating that space and that opportunity for people to be welcomed in. That's good. So we have gather twice a month, include once a month, and then that last one would be bless. Gather, include, bless. And so blessing, th- this is really near and dear to my heart as, as Tori and I were talking through gather, include, bless, and how we wanted to structure it in the rhythm of that. Genesis 12, you know, God says to Abraham, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing to all people. And we pick up on that. And that's really what Jesus is kind of calling back from, right? That the people of God have always been this space, this example of God's going to bless you so that you will be a blessing. And so for us in our communities, in our neighborhoods, that we would be a blessing to those that are around us, again, whether they believe in Jesus or whether they don't believe in Jesus. Um, and so we, we, when we think about uh, blessing, that most of us just revert back to what's most comfortable. And we, we, we talk yeah. about this at Group Connect or we talk about this the new leader training, like stagnant pools don't breed life. Stagnant pools breed death. And so that's why that gospel in, gospel out uh, rhythm and flow is so, so, so important because growth happens when there's the gospel and there's the gospel out. And so some examples of blessing um, could be going to help a widow down the street that needs moving. That's actually one of our groups. And I'll share that story here in a second. That That's what they did. Or maybe it's going to a neighbor's house that, you know, is elderly and needs help with their front lawn. Uh, or Tori, I know recently you guys watched your neighbor's kids because they were going through something really hard. Like it's yeah. gathering together, banding together to be able to look for people intentionally taking a night away from the normal confession, repentance, all that good stuff to just look around and bless the people that are in your neighborhood. It can be a lot of different uh, options. And what we're going to do in the show notes is we're just going to, uh, and you'll be able to click on this, uh, write down just some some options of what, or just examples and stories of what each one is going to be gather, include, bless, so that we kind of stoke the imagination for you there as well. So as we think about this rhythm, we talked about how it's pulled out of the scriptures. We talked about how it's gospel and gospel out. In your guys' experience and in leading uh, groups, both from your role as ministers, but also in talking with our leaders, how has this rhythm in particular, uh, what benefit has it given to the home group? Yeah, and I, I would say it 
it has uh, the stories that we hear, we realize that it allows space for all of those that are on different stages of their spiritual journey. And so, you know, like one recent story that we heard is, uh, you know, some leaders that had established a, an include rhythm where they just have a, a brunch um, that happens mm-hmm. once a month and they just invite anybody to that. And there was a, a particular couple that um, they, they really wanted to pursue after and would really desire for them to be committed to that community, to really step into, you know, pursuing Jesus together. But they were really only able to just commit to coming to that brunch once a month. And that just helps them stay stay connected. And um, there's not meant to be Lone Ranger Christians. And if, if there's just ways in which that people can at least somewhat be connected to a community and witness, like what Tori was saying earlier, witness what is happening uh, within those spaces of the people that are really uh, sharing the hard things that are going on in their life, and they watch uh, the the close knit belonging that's happening. They they will be drawn in and wooed into uh, that sense of of uh, community, and and hopefully then move towards greater vulnerability and greater uh, commitment to that community. I think the other benefit of gospel in, gospel out, gather, include, bless. That is simple, simple language. There is so much going on, <laughs> even just in our family during a week. Our minds get very filled, very quickly. But these are those fence posts. These are those stakes in the ground of we are going to be a gospel and gospel out people. We can remember that. Like I said, you breathe in and you breathe out. Just that should be a reminder alone. And then the reason we have differentiated our gospel out as include and bless is because they really are different. Include is more of a a shared experience with the other, whereas bless is more of a I'm going to serve without expectation of anything in return. Um, you could be really rude to me, and I'm still going <laughs> to bless you. Ideally. But yeah. yeah, ideally. <laughs> when we're close with Jesus in that moment. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, one of the stories that we had coming from a group uh, who had been together for a long time, they implemented the gathering Clue Bless. And one of the things that they did during the Bless Rhythm, or the Bless Night, if you will, uh, is they were just responded to a community need to help a woman pack her home in—this uh, was about a year ago. And about two months after—so there was a widow that needed to move— And there were some neighbors that were watching the group care for this widow that they didn't really know that well. They just, one of the members lived on her street. And so they decided to go help. And about a couple months later, the neighbors that were watching this group care for this widow uh, received a thank you letter telling them that they were just blown away by how this group of strangers, literally group of strangers, would help someone as much as they did. Um, And actually from there, this family decided to start coming to TVC. And uh, it's just again, to go back to the fun, like, it's just fun. Like it just, it it, it gives you a sense of like purpose and meaning that like God is renewing all things in our community and And that we get to be a part of that. Yes. And he invites us into that. It's just, yeah, it's just so fun to be able to do that. And so if you feel the need to stoke the fire of just mission in your group a little bit, this would be a really good rhythm uh, to implement specifically the blessed. But, but we would say all of these really do hit uh, that community aspect and that mission aspect, uh, that gospel in, gospel out. So as we're doing this rhythm, and this will be the last thing before we close out, what do we need to be careful of when we live out this rhythm? What are some pitfalls or some things that we need to be careful of? Not making people feel like a project. I think I've been in some other communities where this can kind of feel like that scene in Finding Nemo where they bring their little fish and this is my person for today. It doesn't need to be that awkward. Um, Are you Bruce the shark? Right. Yeah. yeah. I ate mine. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> You're the hammerhead shark. <laughs> um, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, truly not making people feel like a project. Yeah, That's not what yeah. this is. This isn't a go seek that friend you want to bring or that buddy you want to bring and show off to your other friends. But this really is looking around you, as Justin said a minute ago, and seeing who already is around. Who has the Lord brought in your neighborhood? You were put in that neighborhood for a specific purpose, to be a light for the gospel. So don't discount that. Um, and then also fighting for unity. I kind of mentioned this in a previous episode, but we need to fight for that unity within our gather times, within our times where we're just hunkered down as a community. Because if there's tension and there's, you know, political disagreements and all these things that aren't worked out in that gather sacred space, those for sure are going to be on display when you're doing yeah. these include opportunities. And even truly, it'll affect how you bless others. And so that's right. Um, that's another pitfall I could see happening. Yeah, that unity is so important that if we don't flesh out those things, it, what it actually does is it kind of forces you to, or the mission then yeah. kind of is at stake. And it can taint really yeah. sweet opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just offer an encouragement to our leaders that are, you know, catching a vision for this, wanting to implement it. I would just say, take heart for establishing consistency and including other people or blessing a community, blessing neighbors and all of that. You may not see the fruit from it immediately. Like it may actually take a long time of neighbors witnessing something or maybe some other people on the fringes being included. Um, it may take years before they actually are able to just say, man, like I may Maybe, maybe there is a way that I can commit to a community or maybe it's just going to take years for the Holy Spirit to break through in their in their lives and and actually you know receive the gospel and receive uh, the good news that that you guys are trying to share with a neighbor or a friend or whoever it may be and I would just say again the 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 pitfall or the uh, thing to be careful of would just be discouragement towards um, not seeing immediate return on implementing yeah. these rhythms yeah that's good and this might be like a whole nother episode that we do <laughs> in the future but just to go maybe back to the positives of this is that it guards against burnout. Like right. if you don't implement things like this, that if you, the leader, think that you need to do everything, that you are actually keeping other people from using their gifts for the building up of the body. So an example here would be if you have the gift of hospitality, it's like, oh my gosh, use that gift. Or if you have the gift of mercy, oh my gosh, use that gift. Or if you have right. the gift of evangelism, oh my gosh, use that gift and help me. Maybe that doesn't have that gift that needs to grow in that. Let me follow you in this. So a leader following a member in that. And there's right. just something beautiful about that. And I think that so many times the leader feels like they need to do everything themselves and they burn themselves out and other people don't get to use their gifts. And several of our groups have come back and told us, this inspired us to actually say, hey, you're going to be in charge of blessed exactly. opportunities. Yes. Yes. So yes, 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 yes. you be on a lookout for that. You schedule that. You set it up. You figure out what we need to do. What's going on at the church that we can be a part of in certain months? And that's also alleviated the leader, as Justin was just saying, um, and also brought in somebody else that now feels like they have a job and not to get all teachery again, but it it feels good to feel like you have a purpose and um, some job to do in your group. Yeah. Uh, as we close things down, I just want to remind you again that we are going to put in the show notes just some resources around Gather, Include, Bless. Um, those blessings could just be ideas that you can do in your neighborhood. Blessing also could be some things that we are formally doing here at TVC. So we'll make that available to you. Uh, hey, thank you so much for joining us today. We, we really do love what we get to do. And we love that we get to do it with you guys. And again, equipping the saints for the work of ministry. You guys are on the front lines. And so we hope that this has been encouraging to you and, uh, you know, stirred all of our hearts and affections towards Jesus as we do that together. See you next time.